Alright guys, welcome back to the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And this week we talk about uh, we talk about Chernobyl, Dumb Money, The Creator, Blasphemous, Final Fantasy Twelve, Doja Cat, Drake being washed. That's a brand new topic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we talk about uh, his album covers being big wash. That is a new topic. Uh, and we talk about spooky season. And also, because of the long wait, Ever gives his thoughts on probably 12 movies in five <laughs> minutes. Fucking rapid fires those shits out. Um, and it's incredible. But first. It has been a hot fucking minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I just to go ahead and get into why, uh, I had uh, Spectrum Internet, and it's like 110 bucks a month, and so I got an offer from like a fiber optic place that just moved into the area uh, called Lumos, which is apparently used to be North State. So, I googled mm-hmm. North State, and I was like, oh, these... This company's great. Customer service is great. Blah, 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 yeah. blah. Everything. Like, all, everything I find online is like, North State's great. So I'm like, cool, I'm going to switch. And I'm supposed to get my internet installed on the 22nd, right? And the 21st is the end of my billing cycle for Spectrum. So, and it like, was not planned this way. It just happened that way. And mm-hmm. so I was like, I should go ahead and cancel Spectrum on the 21st so I don't get hit with any of another bill. Right. And then they come and install on the 22nd, and we're golden. So I did that. And then on Mm -hmm. the 22nd, the guy shows up for the installation. He walks in the house, talks to Kalen, goes outside. He's like, oh, man, there's a problem at the road, so I can't do anything. So so somebody else is going to come take a look at it, and then we'll come Mm -hmm. back out. And I'm like, that's dope. Thanks. Um, So then, like, later that day, I call, and I'm like, hey, do you have any lead time? And they're like, nope, not at the moment. We're waiting for somebody to come look at the road. Then, like, three days go by, I call, and I'm like, hey, any heads up? Uh, and they're like, oh, we're waiting to hear back from DOT because there's a tiny bridge. But because mm. we're having a problem at that bridge, it's like a DOT issue, and we have to... I'm like, Jesus Christ. So it ends up being two weeks. So that's pretty pretty trash. Uh, two weeks with no internet. Um, uh So as far as what I've been watching, uh, I have watched a ton of... Of Incredibles and Shrek 2. I, pro- <laughs> <laughs> I took my uh, my PS3, hooked it up in the living room, uh-huh. and the kids have just been watching those two DVDs. Like, there's there's a and few other DVDs we've got, but those were the mm-hmm. big hits. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that, that's like 2004, like, like perfectly condensed. I, I watched the shit out of those two as well. So I, My favorite is growing. that, like, I was, I was talking to somebody at work, I was like, I could probably recite line for line... Bar for bar, steal its whole flow. Um, mm-hmm. Both of these movies, and then I was like, "But actually, I can't. I can't recite Shrek two 
because it's a very old and scratched up disc, so there's spots where it skips. <laughs> so I can recite it and then just go blank for like a little like ten minute span and then come back in. <laughs> It'd be so funny when your kids grow up, they watch it somewhere. They're like, oh my and they get like God. whole new scenes like what the hell? What is this? This is the uncut this is, version. This is the Snyder cut release. This is the Snyder, Snyder version cut. of Shrek 2. <laughs> this whole time they didn't know. I mean, I have a similar situation like that where growing up, I mean it happened I think a lot more with Shrek 1 than Shrek 2 but I used to watch them in Spanish and so no wait was it Shrek no no it was Toy Story 2 Toy Story 2 the first like I can't remember many years of me watching that movie on VHS and re-watching it and and all that it was in Spanish and so like I know all the sounds and all the cues and all the like the the dialogue base but I didn't watch it in English until like I was a preteen or a teen so I'm watching and I'm like this I mean, like, it, it's like you can hear the sound beats, but I'm like, this sounds off, right? Like, this isn't how it's supposed to. Like, I remember it, right? So I'm, I'm right. sure your kids are going to be like, wait, what is this? What is this catnip? What is this OJ chase that occurs at the end? What, what is this? <laughs> oh, man. the So, like, I don't know what happened. The very first time we played it, there was, like, there were some skips, but, like, I noticed... After the first time, like every time we mm-hmm. played a sequence, so we must have just got lucky the first time. It would skip. I don't remember the beginning of Shrek Two perfectly, and and obviously I can't recite it because I wasn't super fucking. I, I wasn't staring down the TV like engaged mm-hmm. the whole time. But um, the uh, God, it skips from. I'm trying to think. There's a scene I can't remember exactly what happens. There's a conflict. I don't remember if it's, like, a fight or if it's, like, arguing or blah, blah, blah. But, like, it ends with, I think, the father getting in, like, a limo or something with the fairy godmother and Prince Charming. Yeah, they come they come in and, and they invite them back. And then she's like, we're not going back. And she's like, we're going back. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it skipped that whole conflict. And all of a sudden, they were just in the car. And I was like, this They're would just, be uh, wildly confusing. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, were the, <laughs> they were like, we got a letter. And then he cuts to Donkey being like, we're going, you know, we're on the tri- road trip. Oh, and he <laughs> yeah, does the fucking like, sound. He's like, yeah. 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 Um, that, it just, that killed me. Uh, I could not stop laughing. But, um, but yeah, yeah, anyway, so that's is, what I've been doing. Uh, there is a funny story in Spanish. And, and so, yeah, I'll tell it real quick. So, the dub of Donkey is done by pretty much the equivalent of Eddie Murphy from Yeah, Mexico. I was about to say, I feel like I remember... I remember somebody playing the Spanish version of Donkey, and mm-hmm. as someone who doesn't listen to anything in Spanish, I feel like I've recognized his voice, like, somehow. I feel like he has, like, a very iconic very, voice. Kind of, like, iconic. Kind of a little, bit, a little nasally kind of sound. Yep. Right. I might have already told this story on here before. It might have been me, but I, I might have already told this story on here before, because I, I, it's a funny story. But anyway, so he did the dub, and he... He, he riffed just like Eddie Murphy, right? Like, Eddie Murphy does, like, anachronistic sounds. Like, he'll be like, whoop, there it is, or whatever. I don't know. I can't remember right. anything, that, right? But it doesn't make sense. It's like, he's like, he does, like, a genie from Aladdin, right? Making references that that mm-hmm. are outside of the story. And so he does the same. And so he does, like, a little riff on a song, on a song that was really big at the time, that was basically, like, uh, like a very hand, kind of like La Macarena, like, you know, like, yeah. hand clappy. But he does a bit on it. He does a riff on it. And so... He says, he's like, the DreamWorks guys, they came up to me, they were like, hey, like, you know, you did this riff on the song, like, is it going to be okay? Like, like, can you do that? Or like, they're like, wouldn't, they're like, we don't want to do that. Like, we don't want to, like, we don't know what the song is. Right. 
And he was like, no, no, you don't understand. These guys, they're from, like, the fucking... They're, like, from the beach towns of Mexico. Like, they just, you know, they were on the discotheques. Like, they just blew up from this one song. They're going to be so happy that their song is in Shrek 2. Are you kidding me? And so the, the movie comes out in Spanish. Boom. Lawsuit. Like, a week later. And they <laughs> sue him. Like, God damn And then he comes to him. He's like, hey, I thought you guys were going to be happy. And like, oh, we are happy. But, you know, you got to pay us money and we got to do the song. And so they, like... And DreamWorks was like, all right, cool. Well, like, well, before the movie came out, they're like, all right, well, you're saying that it's cool. So just sign these papers saying that you'll take, you know, responsibility for uh, doing uh, this. And so they sued him. And he was like, they, that, he's like, they, those motherfuckers, that lawyer was like a shark, man. They like, <laughs> they were happy, but they wanted their money. And so he ended up having to do like this whole, like a CD of their, like a cover of their songs as characters that he did. Like, cause he had like a variety show and he had to pay all this money and stuff basically. Cause he was like, Oh, these guys are going to love it. It's like taking a, a little local song. And then they were like, no, you know, that's really nice. That's really nice of you. But uh, yeah, you're going to have to pay us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Hey, and shout outs to them. Uh, yeah, oh no. Yeah. Cool. Absolutely. Pay. Absolutely. Oh man. I was looking. So real quick. Oh, man all right so i'm looking at this guy's credits because i just feel like i've heard him in something mm-hmm. um i do not remember what i've heard him in looking at this because i don't i don't remember a lot of these but the one thing i can tell you is he that was in plaza sesamo oh <laughs> yes that's uh, that's our sesame street yes oh that's uh, right we talked about it yeah because yeah. you saw the guy and he's so cool no yeah, yeah. laszlo or lalo he looks way yeah, cooler yeah, than the, big bird. yeah exactly the bird yeah um, he was he also was in, in the classic known as uh, Jack and Jill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say uh, Coda. He was in Coda. I saw Coda, but I have not, mm. I have not watched that movie because I heard that that movie was directed by a skillless <laughs> Just ass. like ass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I forgot to add a song. Our movie. Right, yes. So, um, so because it's been so long since we've been recording, yeah. it all piled up all the shit yeah, that I've been Yeah, your list is fucking daunting. <laughs> so, I was going to... It would take um, me a year to get through all the shit you've got in this one month list. Um, I was going to just focus on two, the two big movies. Okay. I was going to focus on Dumb Money and The Creator. Um, okay. Just because they're like the big... I guess, I mean, there really hasn't been anything in theaters, and those two were like the biggest ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'll, I'll focus on those like in depth. And then the rest, I'll do like a five-minute speed round, lightning round, just boom, knock okay. them all out in five minutes. I'm going to set a timer. Oh, all right. man. And see, see how it Th- goes. This is going to be like, oh, God, um, PTI, when they do the fucking... Oh, have you yeah. you watch PTI? Like when they yeah, do the oh, thing yeah, at look, the yeah. end, mm-hmm. and they're like trying to like speed through everything? All right, cool. Yeah, they're like, Tyler Hansbro, Hall of Fame, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. And feel free to cut in, like it, you know, it'll okay. it'll capture the five, and I'll I'll say something, and I'll be like, yeah, 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 I'll try to go. Okay. five minutes on the clock. All right. After, hold on, hold on. All right, so we're speeding through them first. Yes. Do you want me mm-hmm. to? Do you want me to literally do the PTI thing, and I'll say like extraction two, and then you give your response? Oh uh, no, 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 I'll just okay. I'll just okay. go through, and then at the end, if you have any thoughts about anything I said, you can just be like, we'll oh, do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, here we go. Five minutes ago. Okay. So I started uh, Extraction Two. It's the the action sequel on Netflix to the Chris Hemsworth movie, and it was actually pretty cool. They have this long take that goes from like a prison to a car chase to a train, and it's like the first act finale, and it's like incredible. I was like, why isn't this in movie theaters? I was so pissed, but it was great. And the final battle is much more small and hand to hand, but you don't even have to watch Extraction One. Extraction Two is great. <laughs> uh, theater Camp. It's like the small like indie like a drama about these people. 
who it's like a mockumentary about these guys uh, running a theater camp and it's sweet and it's charming and the kid actors are great um Doja Cat Scarlet I know you're gonna talk about it later but it's great she's rapping her ass off and it's a lot less poppy than her other stuff I personally like her old stuff a little better but this is still a great album um so if you liked you know like so the sort of Every, every one of her songs in previous albums would do like a pop verse and then the second verse would be rap. So if you like those rap verses, this is the whole song of, of just that. Okay. Um, I watched uh, Battle Royale, which is this Japanese movie from One of my dad's favorite movies. Sorry, just to yeah, continue. and I was just gonna say it was like Quentin Tarantino's too. It's yep. like one of his favorite movies. And I when I saw it, I was like, okay, it's kind of one of those like The Godfather where you like you get it. Because so many movies have ripped it off. And you've mm-hmm. seen all the stuff elsewhere. You're like, oh, that's where this is from, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really okay. cool, really fun, and a lot campier than I was expecting. Um, okay. I rewatched The Matrix for the umpteenth fucking time. <laughs> they had it at the AMC. And I dragged some friends with me to go see it. Um, still amazing. Like, you just watch it, dude. And you're like, nobody's doing Like, when Trinity goes, dodge this. And they do that that um, fisheye lens with a gun. is like, and I'm like, who? how did they even, like, fucking come up with this? Like, <laughs> right. insane. Um, no one will save you. It's a small movie with a uh, Caitlin Deaver on Hulu. It just came out. It's like a, a um, it's a home invasion movie, but it, the the invaders are aliens. So it's like she's trying to like escape. You know, they're like getting into her house and oh god, look creepy crawlies. You know, like creaking uh, floorboards kind of thing. But the gimmick is that there's no nobody talks right. Like there's no like dialogue in the whole movie. So it's okay. like it, it it sort of overextends its welcome, but it's still pretty cool. Um. Thelma and Louise. It's a nineteen early nineteen nineties, late nineteen eighties movie with Gina Davis and Susan Sarandon, directed by Ridley Scott. And this is like the sort of mid tier, like forty million, sixty million dollar budget dramas that they used to make, and it's fucking so good. It's like a mix of like a um, road trip with like um, romantic comedy mixed with action, mixed mixed with, mixed with like compelling drama. It is incredible. It's so good, and they were both nominated for best actress, and rightfully so. They both are fantastic how's moving castle the uh, miyazaki movie um we, we went to see it as a part of the miyazaki um fest that they have at theaters and it was mm-hmm. great i'd never seen it before um it's a little bit more fantastical than kiki's and so i probably like kiki's a little bit more but this was great and the animation is fucking gorgeous poker face on peacock it was a tv show uh with 10 episodes where uh it's about a woman played by natasha Lee, uh natasha oh, yeah. uh like, I can't remember her last name, but she uh, can tell when people are lying. And so it's basically, basically she goes to a, a town and there's a crime happens and she like befriends people, but then they figures out the crime via her like magical power. Okay. Um, That's what I was about to say. Sorry. So real quick, it's Natasha Leone. And then, yeah. and then, uh, so, so her being able to tell people lying is not like a CSI, like, oh, the dead. No, no, no. It just, she just, she just like, it okay. just like exists and they like lie to her and she's like, hmm, strange. Let me poke at that. Okay. Um, the History of the Minnesota Vikings on YouTube. Fantastic series, seven hours. It was incredible stuff. Like, the kind of stuff where, like, they're talking about Randy Moss and uh, Dante Culpepper and, uh, who's the other? Randall Cunningham. And it's just incredible. Um, you are so not invited to my bat mitzvah. It's the movie with Adam Sandler's daughters. Um, it's charming. It's really funny. It was great stuff. And it has crash zooms. And it actually looks like it was directed by somebody who's competent, unlike Coda. Family <laughs> Guy and The Simpsons. Boom roasted. Boom roasted. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a Family Guy and The Simpsons are back. Both have great episodes. We just, Sim- City and I just watched The Simpsons episode. It was sweet and it was really funny. It was great. I watched the two William Friedkin uh, masterpieces, The Exorcist and uh, Sorcerer. Both are fantastic. Um, Sorcerer has like this sequence where they try to cross a, tra- uh, a 
truck on a bridge. And like, I was, I was, I leaned over to Sydney when we were watching the theater. I was like, how the fuck did they even like film this? They went to a jungle, put a giant truck over a rickety bridge and they like filmed it for real. And it's like pouring down and I'm like, this is 1977. And then of course the exorcist, it hits you like a ton of bricks because it takes so much time to get, you get to know the girl, you get to know the family. So by the end, when wild shit's happening, you're just like, fuck, this is fucking devastating. Exorcist. Is, sorry. Six seconds to scare. Oh, six seconds to spare killed it. Oh. Um, and with my interjections a couple times. Uh, so I'm going to say uh, The Exorcist is the first movie. Oh, bro, there it is. Um, <laughs> the Exorcist is the first movie I remember uh, legitimately being like, fuck this. Um, like, like yeah. as a had to have been middle schooler maybe early high schooler i tried to watch it and the thing is i don't even think i got to the crazy crazy shit because mm-hmm. i can't really remember it that well i'm telling you she started jackknifing on the bed i was like fuck this bro i'm out i don't, I don't want to fuck with this anymore when she starts like you know what oh, i'm yeah. saying like she starts like fucking convulsing aggressively i was like Mm-mm, i'm good and the one the one i went to see in theaters which i didn't realize until after i left until I googled it or until somebody tweeted about it there's a shot where she's like doing the crab the crab walk thing down yeah. the stairs apparently that's not even in the theatrical version so I, I must have seen like the extended version because mm. um, they didn't have the technology to fully erase the wires and mm. so you could always see them and so the director was like well I don't want to do that if it looks shitty and then I think like the late 1990s they were able to erase them and then he released it back in theaters for like you know I think it was the it's not the director's cut. It was like the the, on the never before seen version or something like that. Right. Yeah. Nah, bro. I don't want to see that movie. Like even now, I'm a grown ass adult. Shouldn't scare me. But I think because it's like imprinted. I'm like, nah, I don't know if I want to see that. I mean, I'm gonna need to see lot- it broad daylight, all the lights in the house on, windows mm-hmm. open, and then close later. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, and so okay, so I went to see it at um, Silver Spot, which is like a, a, a theater in Chapel Hill I'd never been before. And so I'm walking in, and it's, like, actually really nice. But Sydney, I was like, Sydney, why don't we come here? But she said it's actually pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. And after I looked at my ticket, I was like, okay, I guess that is more <laughs> than I usually pay for it. But, um, so I went to see it, and it was pretty, it, it, it was big. The room was big, and it looked glorious. The projector must be, like, almost brand new. But there was, like, I don't know, what would I say, like, 20 rows. And so there's probably, like, me in the middle, and then, like, an empty row, and, like, two people, and, like, two, so basically, like, sort of scattered. You know, right. one or two people per row all the way up and down. And so the movie is in its climax. The, the, you know, Jesus Christ compels you. You know, the, the, you know whatever. The, the soul of Christ compels you, right? Um, climax, right? Right. Like, the shit's, wild shit's happening. And two people literally walk out. And I was like, what movie did you think you were coming to see, right? Like, this is, like... <laughs> Like, I understand you, you're saying something like Sorcerer, the movie under it, I have on the list, because it's like, oh, this unknown movie that not many people know. Or, like, you know, this movie that's sort of like a cult classic that people are like, oh, you, you, you can't talk about it, but like Sleepaway Camp or something. But this is literally, like, one of the most famous movies, like, ever, right? It's like The Godfather, right? right. Like, The Godfather's Mafia, this is horror, um, what could be action? Like, uh, Indiana Jones is action, you know, aliens is alien, you know, sci-fi, right? So, you know, when people, when you think like the, the, the quintessential version of that, the quintessential version of scary is the exorcist. Oh, 100%. And so I was, I'm like, have you, have you not heard of like what's in this movie? Like, what did you think you were coming into? Like when she's like, has the crucifix and she's like jamming herself with it, like, were you like, oh my goodness, I never knew this was in here. I was like, it's. 
It's like literally one of the most famous movies of all time. But I don't know. I was just like, huh? Yeah, interesting. Hey, I maybe it's Sydney. <clears throat> maybe it's like maybe it's like I'm saying. Maybe they were like, maybe all right. Maybe they were terrified of us as a kid, and they were like, I can grow it now. We're grown ass adults now, and they got to that part. That, nope, and just like, fucking nope. They're like I'm good. And, do, Motherfuckers do, 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 just plug their ears and like la 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 as they fucking walk out. <laughs> and dude, in watching something like this, I, I think a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, I talked about watching that movie, The Boogeyman, and it was like it's just like mid, right? Or The right. Nun Two, The Nun Two. I think I talked about last time. I was like, it's sounds just, right. You just go, you go, oh, scary nurse, oh, scary nun, and then you walk out. But this, dude, it's like you watch it instantly. It has that, like, sort of grainy 70s look, and then there's, like, these, like, shots that are, like, super close-up of people's faces, and um, there's the this shot when um, it's toward the end, they're doing the exorcism, and the girl is, like, it like punches both of them, and they fall, the two priests, and they fall to the floor, and they look back at her on the bed, and she's, like, untied herself, like, gotten free, and she's, like, screaming up to the sky and then you see like the silhouette of this like statue and there's like this bright white light behind her which doesn't have a source but it just looks like this like painting and I literally watched that in theaters and I was like I literally went oh my god I didn't say I didn't say goodness but I thought I was like goodness like oh Jesus like that that's like (laughs) cinema right like that's like the fucking Scorsese (laughs) thing um but um the only other movie that actually I can think of top of my head that made me go like 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 where I like it just made me feel queasy um, and uneasy about everything for a minute was uh, the Blair Witch Project, bro. Oh, that's a great one. Mother, motherfucker in the corner. Just stay, I was like, ah, I don't know why, but that's stressful as shit to me. <laughs> and that's a great one. That one's also, I, I, so this, I mean, uh, for me, it's like, I don't like, or I, I think it's annoying when people are like, Oh, it's not scary. I could do it. And I was like, well, yeah, like, well, yeah. If all right, so at any point in time, I'm sure I could have quit buying into the movie and been like, right. this is just a movie and it's actors, mo- <laughs> right? Exactly. Yes. Like that's exactly yeah, right. Like it's so boring. It's like to be not like, the point. Yeah, <laughs> I can look through it. Ugh. Or like you know when you're watching somebody like, oh, well, clearly like, oh, like they filmed it. Like you can see the thing. I'm like yes, but if you buy into it, like you know it. It's like, I don't know. It's like yeah, do I really think there joke. was a demon child that was actually out here, like, murdering priests or whatever the fuck she does in that movie? Exactly. No, or, of course not. But when I watch it, it stresses me the fuck out anyway. Right, right. And it's like, or, like, when people, like, you know, you go to a magic show, and they're like, well, I can oh. see the things behind your hand. It's like, well, obviously there's not real magic. It's Vegas <laughs> on a Tuesday at 6 p.m. If magic's real in the world and it's happening here now, then I don't want to live on this world, right? Like, so... Like obviously, there's no magic. He's just murdering clones of himself in a. (laughs) (laughs) He's breaking reality. He can't. Yeah, he think has a twin, right? Like, (laughs) yes, of course, of course, he has a twin. But like, come on. So, like, I love watching the Blair Witch Project. If you turn off all the lights, you turn up all the sound. You hear those kids laughing. They're running, and she's like, "Oh my god, what is that?" And you don't see it, dude. That's so good. But if you're like, well, obviously they like, you know, they filmed it. Yeah, obviously this house is uh, staged, and uh, it's not really just a random abandoned house that they got lost. That in. they found, yeah. <laughs> or like, oh, the worst is going to like a haunted house or a haunted trail thing with like people who are like, oh, you're just a guy in a chain, or you're like your chainsaw doesn't have a chain. I'm like, no fucking shit, we paid twelve dollars. Like, we're not gonna. <laughs> <sighs> oh wow, you're not actually gonna chop my arm off. <laughs> exactly. 
He's like, we're not in Yugoslavia, okay? They're not actually <laughs> going to do it. This isn't hostile, okay? We didn't pay $10,000 for this. Bro, I could see you that. I, I, I could see uh, by your use of Yugoslavia that you've been influenced by the Drake bars, and I don't really. <laughs> <laughs> actually, as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, that doesn't exist. <laughs> yes. Uh, Czechoslovakia, okay. Yeah, just like that. Oh, I found the picture. So, like, here's the shot. I sent it to you on, on Facebook. It's like that. Like, it, it, it cuts from them on the ground, and you see that, and she's, like, reaching. And you have this white light, and you're like, what is that? And you see this statue of, like, this demon thing. You're like, fuck. It, it's glorious 4K. But anyway, they don't do them like these. Yeah, no, that fucking stresses me out just looking at it from keeping it a buck. That's great. But, um, yeah, so what have you been watching? Like, I managed to squeeze all of them in, and then I'll, I'll talk about the actual other two movies I wanted to talk about. Okay. So, uh, I watched Chernobyl. And uh, my my glorious uh, fucking after episode one text that I sent you. Let me find it again because I was like, "This is incredible." Um, hold on, hold on. Uh, all right, it's further back than I thought, but basically, it's like the guy's like, "This fucking uh, this reactor can't explode," and it's like everybody being like, "Man, I swear it exploded," and the guy's like, "How?" It's not possible. You tell me how this reactor explodes. And everyone will be like, I don't know how, but it did. And it's like, that's a repeat 500 times. And then, then they send the <laughs> boss out to see. And he's like, holy shit, it did explode. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's so fucking mad. At me. Like, everyone's so indignant. They're like, how how could it explode? Huh? Obviously, it didn't explode. And then, like, fucking and the whole the- hour goes by. And then the guy's like, huh, I, I, I guess it did explode. They're like, oh, 3.6 Rodkin. That's not good. It was just like, not bad, not great or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. not bad, not great. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, he, and then he's like, because yeah. the thing was capped at that number, yeah. and it's like, oh my god. Yeah, and he comes out and says it in that meeting. They're like, hey, not bad, not great. He's like, listen, that's the furthest that they can read. I'm sure it's way worse. <laughs> oh man, that whole it is just absolute fucking like. It's a comedy of errors in the worst possible way. Like, mm-hmm. I'm assuming this is accurate. I'm not saying it's not dramatized at all, but I'm sure it's pretty accurate because that kind of seems like the whole point. Mm-hmm. Um, and God, it's just like everyone's so busy trying to cover their own ass that, like, it just it has be- like it becomes a worldwide catastrophe just because the people at the bottom are like, eh, maybe it wasn't me. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, everybody's going like, "Uh uh-uh, it was that guy. Uh, Yeah, exactly. It was a fucking, what is it, the, 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 what is it, oh gosh, the the Rick and Morty, the Meeseeks? What are you looking at me for? He wrote me into this. (laughs) What are you looking at me for? He wrote me into this. (laughs) Exactly. Oh man, it's, that's just, it's fucking atrocious. Um, I sent you, I sent you at the end, they do like the, the thing that, like, all documentaries do where they do, like, the real life, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, this person actually lived to be blah, blah, blah. Um, and I was like, uh, luckily, oh, yeah, Chernobyl was a catastrophe, but at least only 31 people died. Like, Russia is still, it's like their official numbers, like, yeah, 31 people, Chernobyl, that's it. Like, like yeah, fuck. yeah, yeah. And I'm sure the moment that they are able to build people back or bring people back, like, permanently, they'd be like, come on, everybody, come back. You know, it's great. We didn't do that bad. You know, we're all here. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so just yeah. just absolutely wild. Great series, though. Great. Um, and it's like one of those where it's like, it's so bleak and stuff. And like, you know, as I was watching it, I think what keeps it interesting or what makes it so compelling that you want to keep watching is just that it's like 
I mean, it's not because they had a hard time doing it too, but also it's like competence porn, right? Like figuring out, like, how are we going to do this? Oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Um, like those guys who they got, what, like a hundred guys, I forget the number. And they were like, well, we have no way to do it. So we're just going to send you out in like five minute waves. You're going to be out yep. there. You're going to move the shit. With a shovel. And just toss shovel. it off and then run back in. Yeah, exactly. And the guy, I think one guy picks it up with his hand or something, right? Or, uh, or somebody's no. hand it gets exposed or some shit. No, that's the uh, the firefighter early on. Oh, yeah, like with the grabs, graphite. Yeah, with grabs right. the graphite. Um, yeah, and like, it, it, you're right, it is competence porn because then like, uh, not to sound stupid, the two guys are like, like, well, you didn't see graphite, it must just be concrete. And then the, the guy, like the guy who's military like based mm. that they've chosen to run the whole thing, he's like, nah, see, that's where you fucked up because I don't know graphite, but I know concrete and that's not concrete. <laughs> like, <and it's> like <laughs> oh, that's great. Um and also, I think another thing it does extremely well that makes it compelling is it does a great job of, um, I'm trying to think of the word here, uh, compartmentalizing each problem. Like, it's like, this thing's, uh, how did it explode? Like, it exploded. What are we going to do in the immediate aftermath? Episode mm-hmm. one, bang. Episode two is like, okay, it's continuing to explode. We need to figure out what we can do to stop it. Bang. Next one's like, okay, we put sand on it to stop it from burning, to keep the radiation from going out in the sky, but now it's going to fucking bleed down, and it's oh, going to fucking yes, explode the water. Right. So, all right, that problem. Boom. And then it's like, then the next one's like, because that one, they had to send people into the place, even though they like it's super irradiated they have to send them down to like pull uh turn the fucking thing to drain the water and they're like cool all right so now the thing is is it's gonna it's gonna melt through the the concrete on the bottom and there's a natural water reserve that flows into our natural like our nationwide water source we got to fix that problem boom that's episode four and in all of these also kind of have a new set of people that are being brought in to deal with the problem. Mm -hmm. And so like every single time it's like a new set of people dealing with a new part of the same problem. So it's, it's as opposed to the the whole thing's not just like, Oh man, there's radiation everywhere. You know what I mean? Right. right. (laughs) It is a great job of sort of, you know, it looks like a movie, but it remembers that it's TV. And I think that's very hard. I think, you know, sometimes these streaming things try to be like, they try to have their cake and eat it too, where they're like, well, we're not, you know, they, they hold their nose and they're like, we're not TV, yeah. we're a six hour movie. And it's like, okay, that's cool and neat and stuff. But the nice thing about movies is that they have a beginning, middle and end. When you chop it up, each of those things on its own should be able to stand as a thing, right? right. And I think that's like you're saying, I think it does a great job of being like, you know, you know, you meet the episode with uh, Barry Keegan and the dogs and a guy who like, they go around um, shooting the animals, right? But right. you see them and you see... He has a hard time, and then he learns, and then he's like, no, I ha- this has to be done, but it's, you know, it, it, and then same thing with the miners. You know, they learn, they sacrifice, they do their job, and then at the end they get, right. I forget what happens to them at the end. But anyway, I yes, think- it's like that, right, where they don't, it's not just one big movie, it's a TV show, but it looks like a movie, and it, you know, it certainly looks expensive. Yeah. Also, the, uh, the fucking, God, that last episode is, like, incredible. Um, the whole court scene, where he's, like, explaining it's it's like the most all right here's the thing i don't know if this guy actually did that presentation in fucking whatever you know what i mean with like Mm -hmm. the blue and the red fucking things but i was like if not whoever they got to come up with that for this show like needs to be 
a professor or teacher somewhere. Because for something as complex and as many moving parts as a nuclear reactor, like, it really is. Like, he, he really boils it down. And, like, despite, you know, not being a fucking nuclear physicist, like, when I'm watching, I'm like, no, makes sense. I'm following. Like, we're, like, I'm right there. I understand exactly what you're saying, what the problems are, like, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, and it's just great. To simultaneously explain what's going on and then also make the point that the reason they're in this mess is because they just wanted to save money, right? They just want to be cheap, right? right? He's like, well, they use this, they use graphite instead of this for the same reason that the whole country runs, you know, it's cheaper. But, and it's funny too, because like, it's weird because it starts off, uh, it starts off, you get, it might be the end of the first episode or maybe the very beginning of the first episode. I can't remember exactly how it's placed. But it's the main character. Uh, I cannot think of his fucking name. Oh, it's um, Jared Harris is the actor, but yeah. um, so I he's uh, he's you know like making the recording, saying like you mm-hmm. know everybody's gonna want to blame so and so, but really blah blah blah. And so you go into it thinking that this one dude is gonna be a scapegoat, and then they show you he's an asshole, right? And you're like, mm-hmm. okay, he's an asshole, but like he's still just a scapegoat. But then in that last scene, like they do, he like the guy's like. Nah, this dude really is like kind of the problem here. Like, like, <laughs> like you. He says like this. This uh, this problem that caused the thing to explode is a problem, no doubt. But like, the only reason it would ever come into play is if you just fucked up nonstop for a whole day. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. And this guy is the guy that fucked up nonstop for a day. Just to be clear, like, I'm going to out this giant problem that everyone just fucking hides, but also this guy fucking sucks. <laughs> so, um, yeah, all of it's great. Uh, I think the show is really good. Um, I really, man. All right, so maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's something with me. The only thing I would say is that the, the, it, at the very beginning, the wife and firefighter, are like compelling because it's like a very um it's it's the personal aspect of the disaster right you have all the abstract like we need to fix the problem very personal but like by the end i'm i don't give a shit about them because because and it may be what really happened and i understand you know emotions cloud judgment but i'm like she's making the dumbest fucking decisions of all time back to back to back to back like (laughs) like if this bitch was running the nuclear reactor it would have also exploded because she has fucked up for 24 hours straight um like it's like i feel bad and she's like i want to see my husband i'm like i'm with you and then the the nurse is like all right i shouldn't let you see him but i'm gonna let you see him but you need to leave after a couple hours She's like, okay. And then she's like, you're not pregnant, are you? And she's like, nope. And then she fucking, like, she's there for, like, a week. And then she's like, you're not pregnant, are you? And then she's like, oh, no, she is pregnant. I'm like, god damn it. Like, and then she, she's like, all right, cool, look. You have fucked it hard to this point. But just, he's like a weird, fleshy puddle now that still is sentient. Um, just don't go past this fucking plastic. The moment the nurse was out, she's like, slides through the fucking plastic and is on the other side. I'm like, like, I get it, but like, stop. You're fucking up a lot right now. Um, I just, I don't, I don't feel like that was, uh, so like by the end of the episode, I'm like, oh, this bitch. Like every time I see it, which, (laughs) which is not the intended effect and maybe I shouldn't feel that way, but like she, she acts like the way people make fun of like 
women in horror movies acting. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, right, like I gotta go back. I gotta yeah, go yeah, back. yeah. No, right. but th- that's how really how she acted. And I, so by the end, I was just tired of it. But other than that, great series. Um, also, very uh, tonally equivalent to The Last of Us, I think. And I think that's why oh, yeah. that was mm-hmm. a perfect, like, A to B. Like, uh, like, oh, if he can do this, then he can definitely do this next thing. Yeah. Yeah, and... um. One thing, so I, as I was watching it, I used to listen to a podcast. I don't even know if it's still available from HBO, where Craig Mazin would talk. It probably like is. If I had to take a guess, I haven't, I haven't looked at Maybe. it. Maybe. I mean, it's definitely you can still listen to it even after you watch the show because yeah. he doesn't. It's not like you have to just watch the episode to get it right. Right, like the last of us. Like I think I watched a few episodes before I saw the podcast and started listening to it. And I was like, oh, this is great. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so if you listen, it's pretty much the same format. And he right. talks about he's like, you know, you can. It's easy to kind of look at it and be like, wow, look at the Soviet Union. They were so cheap. Uh, you know, and it, they caused the error, right? But he says he's like, but it's also worth commending that this was the only country in the world where this could have happened, where, or no, where this could have been um, solved at this level, where they just threw people at it. Like, no other country would have been able to do that. Maybe, I don't know, maybe China, I guess, maybe some other ones. But he's like, right. here in the US, we would have had. You know, the committees and doing this and doing that, and it would have nobody would have been able to do it. But there, they were just like, "Oh, we need to do this thing." Okay, well, we exhausted our resources. Get a hundred men, order them to come and do it. Right. right. Same thing with the miners. Be like, "Go get, pick up a bunch of miners, bring them here, tell them to do it," and they'll do. They they have to do it. Right. right. They have this, and then I think they spent. You know, those guys going around with those hoses, spraying whatever the fuck on the towns, and just having. The, I think they said like, I forget the number of people, but it was something in like sixty thousand people were mobilized to stop it right like a whole right. country just basically shifted to stop it he's like and, and he says he's like i don't think it would have happened anywhere else but just the ability of being able to just have um i guess just people to throw at it and he talks about that and i think they mention it in the show about having this sort of cultural um right and also people pride. willing to just be thrown at it yes like because mm-hmm. they they have that meeting uh the people that worked at the factory and he's like uh, if you're willing to do this to help us, it's the people that have to like know the factory to go down in there and turn the thing to let the water drain. He's like, yeah. go down in there. We'll give you this oh, sort of right, stipend, right, blah blah blah. Guys down there, and yes. nobody and nobody and nobody fucking budges. And he's like, and we'll give you a promotion at the other thing. And then everyone's like, a promotion. He's like, we know what's happened. Like we're not. There's no fucking promotion, and you're gonna send us down there to die. And like they're kind of shitty about it. And then the military guy's like, all right. The reason you have to do this is because if you don't like. You three might die, but if you don't go down there, then like a hundred thousand people are gonna die instantly. Mm-hmm. And then it's just people being like, "Fuck, all right." Like you know what I mean? Like I don't. Not everyone's gonna have that selflessness to just be like, "Fuck, all right, I gotta do it." <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I think he's probably getting at. If I had to take a guess, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. No one's happy to be like, "Yeah, I'll just go die." <laughs> but like, right? But they're all like, "Well, this is just something we gotta do." It's, it's responsibility. Like, yeah. Right. I'm trying to find this. I'll, I'll see if I can find this thread to send you that I, I remember sending. It might have been, excuse me, my brother maybe, um, where this guy goes in in depth um, about like details of the show and background art and stuff. Basically, stuff that even Craig Mason doesn't talk about. The guy was like, "Wow, they have this painting from this and that," um, but I have to find it. Um, I'll look for it and I'll send it to you if I can find it. I, 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 I would have to look it up a certain way or use a certain phrase, but um, but yeah, I'll send it to you once I find it. But yeah, great, great show. I'm glad you watched it. So even though it is you know pretty bleak. Yeah. So that's Chernobyl. 
Um, I will. The ne- I'll do these next two real quick, just because I don't. I don't have a whole lot to say about them. Um, I finished Blasphemous, uh, the game I mentioned earlier with like a lot of the religious themes, um, c- Catholic themes, blah blah blah. Um, boy, just a fucking wild uh, man. Just like artistically taking a lot of swings, and I think it's a very cool uh, game thematically and artistically. Um, the one thing I will say is that because it's a Metroidvania, like you're constantly you're in like a giant dungeon that's all connected. Um, and mm-hmm. so like you can go to anywhere in the dungeon at all time. And so like the best way I can explain it is very early on, you're going to run this straight line path. Like when you start, there's nothing else to do. And there's mm-hmm. this thing you can pick up and you know, you can pick it up, but it is on a platform that there's absolutely no way for you to get to. And you're like, Son of a bitch, I'm going to have to come back here when I figure out how to get to this. So there's a million of these in the game, right? Like different things. You see like some red sparkling shit in there and you're like, uh, I don't know what the fuck that is. I'm going to find something for it later. So you're like mm-hmm. trying to remember like, all right, when I find this, I need to come back here, here, here. When I find this next thing, blah, blah, blah. So there's some NPCs that have little side quests and it's all very vague. Like it's it's not like... um. It's not like a lot of modern games where, like, you get a side quest, you go in your journal, and that side quest is like, go here to meet this. It's like you talk to a person, and if you don't remember what that motherfucker said, you're just never going to find them again. Um, (laughs) Like, if you don't pay attention to the dialogue or save it or take a screenshot, uh, you're never going to fucking find them again. Or you're going to find them completely by mistake slash chance. All right, so very early on, there's this... A room unlocks because you meet this person and... um, it's a significant person to like the story, uh, but it's completely optional to me. Um, you meet this person, it, they open up a room that is above the very beginning of the game. Like it is, and so when you walk in there, there's like a statue that looks like, uh, looks like some imagery they give you at the very beginning of the game as to like the thing that started the whole fucking nightmare religion god miracle thing, right? So you're like, oh, this is significant. So you go back there, you talk to her, you talk to a guy that's there, and then, like, you keep going. And so the thing is that every single fucking time I meet a side quest guy and he says something about going to some place and his dialogue makes it sound like the place is some significant matter, I'm like, ah, back to the very beginning. And so I go run all the way back to the beginning and I jump up all this little obstacle course and I go in there and he's not fucking there. And I'm like, god damn it, I came all the way out here for no reason. And so then that happens. That happens like six more times, seven more times. Like it happens to me all the time because it's my first thought. I'm like, oh yeah, there's that fucking place. Like it's got like a light shining through a window on a statue with like floating purple. It's like clearly important. So I go, I I get to like this next to last fucking boss and this thing happens and she's like, fucking meet me back where it all started. And she just fucking leaves. And so... Because I'm a fucking idiot. I am like, she's going to be back there. So I go back and then I check the the rooms up top. I check the beginning where you actually start the game, like at the bottom. And she's not there. And I'm like, I should go up top and check. But I go, man, I keep going up there and there's never anything up there. And I don't. And then I finish the game and I get an ending that is like... It seems like it could be the real ending, but I'm not positive. And come to find out, there were originally two endings when the game released. This was originally the real ending, and then mm-hmm. they added DLC and stuff. And the the true, true ending that leads up to the second game is if you go back to that statue and talk to her. And like then you get the true, true ending. And I'm like, the I, 
I thought to go back. Like, I was like, I need to go back. But I was like, I keep going back and it's never there. And so I, like, didn't. And that's the one time I actually needed to fucking go back there. I was so mad. <laughs> I was so mad when I Googled it. I was like, this is the most horse shit. Um, but anyways, game's uh, super dope if you're into that kind of thing. And uh, even if you're... N- I want to say even if you're not into that thing, mm-hmm. um, I think it's a very... Hmm. It's not the worst of those things or the most convoluted of those things, like the Metroidvanias. So yeah. I think I think a person that's not super into those could still enjoy it. It's a good uh, like entry level kind of game to it. Like, yeah, I okay. think so. It's still got some like really vague puzzles that are like kinda a staple to that genre and you might get frustrated at not being able to figure those out without some help. Mm-hmm. Um but I think all the thematic stuff, like how artistic, like the artistic decisions it makes, the thematic choices it makes all make it still pretty good. You know what I mean? Like, even if you're meh on the gameplay, I think all that stuff is cool enough that you'd like walk away after you're done and be like, that was pretty cool. Um, so, Blasphemous, uh, I think it might be like 10 bucks, 20, like That's 20 okay. max. Um, but it, it's pretty good. Um, and then the other thing is I started Final Fantasy twelve, which is the probably the third time I've started it now and never finished it um, because I had no fucking internet. And it's one of the <laughs> few games I have on a disc that I haven't fucking beat yet. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'm going to fucking commi- well. I'm gonna commit. Like, I'm doing it. So, so I started that. Um, I'm a little ways into it. Things are going pretty well. Um, yeah, fun game. I, I don't know if I've talked about the, the system that it uses. Um, called the Gambit System. I feel like I might have talked about it on here before, but I think it is the... Alright, so, like, you know turn-based games are not really a thing anymore? Like, yeah, they've basically just moved away from it because it's not popular enough. Um, I feel like this is the happy medium. Um, like, Final Fantasy's not even turn-based anymore. Uh, but, like, this to me feels like a happy medium, which is that basically the combat system works, mm-hmm. uh, on, like, a very basic logic if-then system. Um, so, as you're fighting, things are happening in real time. Your people are taking actions in real time. You can interrupt these actions at any point and pull up. It, like, pauses and you pull up a menu kind of like a turn-based game. But, you can go through and set up your gambits. And it'll basically... And you set priorities for all of them for every character. So, you can have it set like this character. When any person drops below 30% health, they heal. If that, if there's nobody below 30% chance, if there's a flying enemy, they target that one first. If there's no flying enemies, the next one they target is the lowest, uh, like the lowest health. After that, they can find the enemy that's the strongest and cast weak on them. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so you can set up this really cool, like interactive priority system for actions and then literally just let it play on its own. And it's kind of cool to see like, you're like a, for lack of a better phrase, but like you're like a coach. You know what I mean? You're like, all right, here's what I think we should do, guys. And then you like watch it play out in real time. Um, it does, like uh, in turn-based games, old turn-based RPGs, uh, Pokemon is probably going to be the, the number one example that people are familiar with. You know, yeah. like you'd get to a spot and your shit would be too weak and you'd have to go around fucking fighting the same shit in the area over and over again until your Pokemon was stronger. Um, and it took kind of a while because you had to choose the action every time. So the benefit with this is the the modern version of this game, because it's originally a PS2 game. The one that came out on PS4 has a setting where you press L1 and it goes at four times speed. Mm-hmm. And um, if you set your gambits right, and even if you don't have them great, 
like your regular fodder that you're just fighting to level up, it gets murdered super fast and you're not having to interact with it. So it's like, to me, it's this perfect medium of like, you don't get all the tedium of having to go fight all the shit you don't care about and it taking forever and you have to stop what you're doing to fight it. Like, you can literally run from point A to point B to just explore the area. And your guy, like, if, if you have it set to like, fight the nearest visible enemy. Like, as you're running by, like, if they're strong enough, they'll just turn, like, everybody will hit that thing once, kill it, get experience, and just keep moving. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. it's seamless, and, and I think it's, like, the perfect in-between point. Um, but anyways, that's what I'm doing, uh, playing nice. currently. So, go ahead and talk about your two movies. Nice, nice. Yeah, so I got uh, the two big movies um, this, I guess, the last few weeks that were the biggest ones in theaters, which kind of means that it hasn't been really shit. Um, but it's, uh, Dumb Money. I have not heard of either of these movies, just to be clear. Okay, yeah, so, so Dumb Money and The Creator was the other one. So Dumb Money is, it's actually, like, one of these, like, um, let's see, like, uh, real-life event movies that have been popping up recently. Like, they did one for WeWorks, and they did one for, although those were series, the WeWorks series. They did one for Theranos and Elizabeth, oh, what's the lady's last name? I forget her last name. She was played by Amanda Seyfried. Um, but anyway, and so they had a bunch of these, like that, for WeWorks, for Uber, but this is one that was a movie. And this is about the um, GameStop bubble Ooh, thing okay. that happened, I think, like two years ago. Yeah. Um, and so they kind of you know, dramatized it, and they put, like, Paul Dano and a bunch of other actors, America Ferreira, and, like, people who bought into it, and, like, what the reasoning was for holding on to the money, and then, like, the aftermath and stuff. And, and it's it's fun. It it it's like one of those movies like where you're watching it. It happens so fast, and they throw so much info at you about this, about that. That in the moment you're like, wow, this is really charming and cool. And then only after you leave, that you're like, that was kind of like a little bit like empty calories, right? Like or or they, they didn't give it enough time in between when it happened and now. I think that would have given it. You would have had much more um, perspective on the whole thing as to like right. why people did what they did and. and you know, why they were, you know, and also I think it would have been a great um, sort of uh, artifact on COVID and like, because it, 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 like, it, they do touch on COVID and they have like people in masks and like the first vaccines and stuff. But I think it could have been like a really great, it could have been like the great COVID movie because it's not about it. I think any movie that's going to be about COVID is going to be kind of like sort of like yeah. boring a little bit too on the nose but I think this would have been a great one by the way of kind of like how the 25th hour is the best like 9-11 movie right. but um, and it's charming and it would have been great and also one little thing so it's about you know it's kind of like the big short right right um, it's that's like what that I was exactly what I was thinking mm-hmm. except that one uh, has weight and it has righteous anger behind it and it paints the guys who did this as assholes and they are like right like that guy right, in that sushi right. restaurant right yeah. um but this one i think makes the mistake of casting people so the hedge fund managers are the people that are like our people are against and they cast like nick offerman and seth rogan and vincent d'onofrio but he plays like rightfully like scummy um and so when you're watching it you're seeing seth rogan lose and he's seth rogan Pretty much, they don't really give him much of a character to play. Um, and and so like, then, oh, you... Seth Rogen, but like you should be like, ah, fuck Seth Rogen. Exactly, <laughs> right. you be like fuck these guys, right? And yeah. so then, when you have like Paul Dano and Michael Ferris, they're like, it's a, it's standing up. Yes, of course, 
in the grand scheme of things, it is it is about fucking them over. But in the movie stand-in, you should hate the movie stand-in version of those guys, right? Because right. they end up being a metaphor for the bigger ones. They end up standing in, in place for the bigger ones. And so you needed somebody like Adam Brody or Adam Scott. Like these guys who are charming, but you can also get... They can also play assholes, right? Like Adam Scott right. in Step Brothers, right? right? Um, and so I think that was a little bit of a miscast because the movie's like, you're supposed to hate them. But then at the end, as I was walking out, I was like, I didn't really hate them, right? Like, they were just <laughs> trying to make money. And yes, sure, they were assholes. But, like, I don't know. I was, I'm, I should come out. Like, that's, like, right? Like, you and I have talked about the guy, the, the shitty, scummy, grinning guy at the sushi restaurant in um, the um, the Big Short where yeah. Steve Carell is about to pop a blood vessel because he can't <laughs> yeah. tell. He's like, oh, my God, right? And the yeah. guy's like, you just hate me because I love money. You know what? Or, or you, like, right? the one I sent you because uh, I found it, the, the fucking... Where oh, they're the talking two to assholes. the two, yeah, the two yes. assholes. Like they're mm-hmm. one of them plays Schmidt in the New Girl, and I think he's yes. fucking incredible in that. And he's not mm-hmm. playing that much different. Like he's doing the same mannerisms. Like so, it's yeah. still funny, but like mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but like you get that like scummy like, ugh, like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like and you're like, God, I hate these fucking dudes. Yeah, exactly. And that's the kind of guy that we needed for this one. We needed Billy Magnuson to play, like, hedge fund manager, whatever, whatever. And so right. Nick Offerman is a little bit restrained, but, it, you know, because they don't give him much of a character to do, He, I'm like, oh, Nick Offerman, I love oh, Fran Swanson. Oh, he's in, oh, and he's giving him money. Oh, 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 wait, he's supposed to be a bad guy, but I don't really see that because it's just Nick Offerman. So that, I think, is a shortcoming of the movie. Um, if you were to say, like, you know... Um, What's like a movie that's like a poor man's version of the other movie? This is like a poor man's version of The Big Short, right? Like it's right. like yep. if The Big Short is like a four and a half or a five movie, this is like three and a half, maybe four. I think I gave it a three and a half. Okay. Um, but you could do a lot worse if you see it on, on HBO Max or Hulu, or whatever. It's a good time, right? And Paul Dano and his family um, have really great pathos, and you really like want them to win, and you really like when 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 shit starts like leveling up and he's like we made like five million dollars today because i bought these stocks and now they're worth like 10 times what they used to be you know you care about them cashing out like why isn't he doing that right and the psychology behind it but other than that there really isn't much there there um right but if they would have waited maybe like two or three years there could have been a chance to really um add a lot more meat to the bone right yeah Right now, it's too recent, and people remember too much about it, so you yeah. can't, like... If you go in-depth, you're going to hash over too much stuff that people already remember, and then they're going to get, like, they're, you're going to lose their interest by the time you get to the new little tidbits. Right, right. Yeah. And like I said, you know, the first half of the movie has very, like, COVID stuff in it, and you could easily have been, like... There's so many parallels, not parallels, but there's so many things where you could connect, like, wh- like the GameStop thing to the COVID stuff. Like, why these... And it does touch on it a little bit. Like, for example, anytime you see, like, the people buying stock, the working class people, they're at GameStop, they're at um, um, hospitals, they're working, like, in the office, they're, tra- you know, they're in public transportation, they're all wearing masks at all times. And anytime that they show these rich, rich billionaire fucks, like, uh, Seth Rogen and Nick Offerman, they're, like, maskless. Like, they're not, yeah. right? All the people that work for them are wearing masks, but they're just walking around, like, they don't, you know, they're having dinner, they don't give a shit about anybody right. so like the, if the movie could have touched more on that kind of thing i think it would have been a lot smarter and i mean of course that's not what the movie's about but i think you could you could easily kind of like how the social network is about a friendship is about the growing of a website it's also about the guys that ended up taking over the world which are like right. these like vindictive asshole tiny little smart men that managed to game the system right um 
So imagine the social network, except it's just about friendships and it's just about Facebook. And it touches a little bit on them being assholes, but not too much. Right. So um, you probably just needed a better writer and more time to make it like really like meaty, like, holy shit, this is like a capital M movie. Right. Okay. Yeah. So dumb money. Yeah. So that's dumb money. And the other one is the creator. And so this one starts uh, John David Washington. Mm-hmm. And so if you have ever, ever, ever seen a sci-fi movie, you have seen this one, or oh, you, or man. you, you will, you, you watch this and you'll be like, oh, I saw that. That's that. Oh, that's the thing from Aliens. Oh, that's the thing from Terminator. Oh, that's the thing from Blade Runner. Oh, this thing from Overwatch. Oh, this is the thing from The Last of Us. It like. It's quote quote an original movie because it's not based on anything, but it takes everything from everywhere. Um, I read the description and I was like, "Oh, okay, it's this movie." Like even though awesome. I've never seen it, I right. was like, "Ah, it's this movie." Like, right? They're fighting against rogue AI. Is roughly sound like maybe yes. Okay, yeah. so I was like, "Oh, Skynet." Like I've never seen Skynet either, but I'm like, "Cool, got it." Like hey, yeah. same fucking idea. Right? Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 so interesting because I think it so. I do think it's a little bit of a... I don't want to shit on it. Not because it, I think it's um, like my... Oh, every movie's a miracle thing. But just like... I, I think there's some really great stuff here. But there's also so much confusing stuff. So the good stuff is that it looks incredible. Like it looks so expensive. Like there's... um, there uh, It cost $80 million, apparently. And it looks like it costs like $300 million. Like if you... Like it looks easily much more like a movie and expensive than like Indiana Jones or with the fucking flash. Right. Dude, like, um, the, the, the movie does a great job. It reminded me a lot of district nine, another one that's like this, um, where the, they have like robots running around mixing in with people. So they have different levels. They're like robots that look like robots. You know, they have like robot faces, like, you know, like mm-hmm. bolt, like, you know, and then they have people, robots who look like people who have like their faces look like people's faces, but then like their ears in the middle of their, um, heads have like, um, like a hole, like a hole. Like, I think if you look up pictures of it, you'll see like a kid with that. Like it has a hole in the middle of their heads. Okay. And it looks incredible. Like, like I never thought that it never looked fake. They never looked janky. So the special effects look great. And I don't, I, it would, if it was nominated for best visual effects, it would not surprise me. And if it wasn't, I'd be like, wow, I mean, they missed out because that, that one has pretty good ones. Okay. Um, looks expensive. Uh, the first act is great. The first act, it's like movies like boom, boom, you know, we're following along. Okay. John David Washington. Oh, iRobot. That's another one. So he's missing an arm and he puts on a robot arm. Like iRobot. Yeah, okay. um, and so uh, the first act, boom. We need you for a mission. Okay, what's the mission? We gotta destroy a weapon. Oh, okay, we gotta... Oh, there's a mo- Eddie Murphy movie called The Golden Child. It's like that one. But the weapon is the child. Oh, oh, what? <laughs> and then the third act, I'm not gonna say what it is, but that one works. It, you, you know, you go boom, boom, boom. You get what... It, the middle act, which is the, like probably the most of the movie is a complete and total fucking mess, dude. No, like, no. people will bounce around. Like, it, it, you'll be like, oh, we gotta go there. I know a buddy there. And it's like, wait, but we just got to this city. Wait, and then he gets there and he's like, hey, buddy, you wanna help me? And he's like, no, I can't help you. You have to go over there. And it's like, wait, so... So, wait, so why are we going over there? Right? It's just <laughs> right. a mess. And it just... It, it, it clearly was like, probably like two, two or two and a half hours of that middle chunk that they squished down to 45 minutes. And it, it's, it, it's just like, it's just a mess. And you can tell that literally almost every single line of dialogue in that middle third was recorded in ADR afterward oh, because no. it'll be like, it'll be like, I'm, I'm looking at you, right? Like your yeah. camera's on you. 
and then you open your mouth to talk, and it'll cut to something else, and be like, you don't understand. You have to take the child away from here. And it's like, you're saying your line, but your cam- your lips aren't on camera. Right. And in right, the moment right. that you're like, and that's all I have to say about that. And then it cuts back to you, and it's like, uh, uh, clearly, right. you just cut around that and just put that in there. And um, it, I think if the whole movie was that, was the same quality as that second act, it'd be one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Oh, man. Not like in terms of look, just like a, a, yeah. a mess, dude. Like a, a fucking mess where it goes from like people are like not trusting each other and then all of a sudden now they're telling each other their secrets, like running on a bus. I'm like, wait. It's like jumping from The Last of Us, like episode like two to episode seven. And, you know, they go from hating each other to like being buddy buddy. And you're like, right. wait, but, but I feel like I missed something, right? <laughs> right. Um, but I. I don't know. There's so many good movies out. And like I said, and it's a mixed bag because this is, you know, even though it does ape so many sci-fi movies, there's, I, 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 I want to support like quote, quote, new movies, right? Because right. not a franchise, if, not 19, not a franchise, right. Bag, you know, like blah, the director. Blah, blah. Right. Right. And, um, Oh, did you watch Jacob Geller's video on, um, orbital lasers. Yes, yes, I did. It, um, that's a great one. If you're listening, that's a great video about yeah. you know. Um, he, he brings up Final Fantasy 16. I was like, yeah. oh yes, uh huh. <laughs> and um, I, I thought about it. Yeah, um, and um, he talks about you know why a weapon is needed like that. The, the reason you create a weapon like that is to use it. And so, if there's nobody to use it, you come up for reasons to use it. And there is a sort of a weapon like that in this, and it has a, it's an orbital ship, and it has this like great targeting system where you see these blue lights and it hits like mountains and you're like oh shit it's like you see it in the distance right it's like scary and so like so, that's what i'm saying there's a lot of good stuff but then there's just a lot of crap derivative stuff and and it's just such a mixed bag and like i want to simultaneously be like no fuck this movie throw it in the trash because we don't need it but then i don't because it looks great it's got great performances and i need to support original ones so i don't know this one's one where i'm like split we're like you know dumb money for me it's easy for me to be like yeah, check it out. It's a good time. 10 hour 45, good characters. Right. You have fun. Pete Davidson's actually like in like pretty funny and actually really, really charming. And you kind of go, oh, I, I fucking get it. Um, but this was one where I'm like, hey, I don't know. <laughs> oh, you know what it is? It's a perfect, it's a perfect, watch this scene on YouTube kind of movie. <laughs> ah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Watch the spark notes and then catch scenes. Um, right, right. Okay. And there's really cool, like, ideas, too. There's a really great idea. The last thing I'll, I'll say about it, there's a really great idea where, like, um, there's, ro- there's like, androids. Or, uh, no, not androids. Um, yeah, androids, because they look like people, but they're robots. And they ki- one dies. Or, like, he gets mm-hmm. shot in the chest, and so he, like, they can die or something. And they find the body of a, perf- of a human. And so the villain goes, oh, shit, he's been dead for hours. <laughs> well, we won't have much time. They grab his body, and they sit him next to each other. And they pull out this machine, and it scans the brain of the dead human, pops out a chip, and then you can plop the chip into the brain of the robot, and it, like, has a consciousness for, like, 30 seconds, or, you know, however much time. Mm. And so they wake up as the other robot, they're like, oh my god, oh my god, is that dead? Oh my god, tell my wife! And it was, I was watching, I'm like, that's so clever, I've never seen anything like that before. And it's horrifying, right? Where you, like, you're dead, you come to, and you're like, oh my god, I'm alive, oh wait, no, um... You know the the my my body's right there, like and um, it reminded me a lot of the um, 
uh, I think somebody, another podcast said this. It reminded them of, of like the, um, the robot from Rick and Morty. They're like, what is my purpose? And it's like, uh, you pass yeah. butter. And it's like, oh my God. And it's like, it's like that. It's like, yeah. um, really cool, clever. That's what I'm saying. So cool. Such cool stuff like that. You go, that's so inventive. Mixed with just horrible, not, not great action. And then just bullshit dialogue and just derivative bullshit. But then, yeah, I'm split. The creator broke me. Oh, no. <laughs> this movie wasn't good enough to be a movie that broke you. Um, all right. But, yeah, okay. So, the creator, what would you give it out of five? Three? I think I'd give it a three or three. I think I'd give it a three. If I okay. give it a three and a half, then I have to change that. But probably a three. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good deal. Um, the last thing I want to talk about that I've done recently is uh, you, you convinced me to listen to the Doja Cat album. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I gotta say, uh, I'm actually not that crazy about this album. Um, and it surprised me, because based on what you said, I was expecting to go in, uh, like, re- I went in really high on the possibility of the album. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say that I got a decent chunk into that album uh, before I felt the way I feel now, which is to say, Paint the Town Red is the first track. Uh, yeah. It's it's the poppiest of all the songs, I would say. Yeah. Um, just because it's also the big radio hit. Still a great song. I, I I like that song. So Paint the Town Red, give it 9 out of 10. Um, Demons, I, th- mm. I think the beat and the, the hook slash chorus are fucking incredible. Her rapping on it is absolute dog shit. But... I'm I'm willing to hang around because I think the beat is incredible. Um, the next one, all right. So I don't know if you ever heard, I don't know if you ever heard a quote where they're talking about um, Watch the Throne, and the very first song that got released on Watch the Throne was Ham. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the first one that came out, and it didn't even make the album. It made the like deluxe. Right, the edition. deluxe. Yeah, and, they and went... did you hear? Did you ever hear the quote that they gave for why it didn't make the like base album? No. Uh-uh. Okay, so his quote was like, "We like it. We think it's good." But he was like, "I can't remember. If it was I can't remember. It was Jay Z. I can't remember if Jay Z was saying he had this thought or someone came up to him and he was like, "Damn, you're right." But he was like, "That shit is so over the top. Like, I can't imagine." Like, having that screaming through my house. Or, like, screaming in my car. Because it's so just, like, bah, bah, bah. Like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, yo, you're bugging if you're playing this at, like, full volume. You know, Like, if somebody drove by you playing that, you'd be like, what the fuck are you listening to? <laughs> okay. So, the next song is called Wet Vagina. And mm-hmm. it is, I put, um, beat 10 out of 10, chorus 9 out of 10, rapping 7 out of 10, but what do I look like bumping this song? <laughs> so that's how I feel about it. I think it's a great song. But it's just like, what do I like? What do I look like with this screaming in my car slash house? You know what I mean? Like that's that's how I feel about that song. Um, the next one's uh, "Fuck the Girls." I feel like that song's a super big meh to me. Mm. Um, Ouchies is the next one. I said super solid. Okay, from here on out, the rest of this album is not my shit because it goes. It 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 slows down tremendously. Like we start getting these weird little like groovy. Like I'm not gonna call it R and B exactly, but it's like no longer 
It's no longer high energy. Like everything right. else on this album becomes this slow, like groovy 808s, just kind of meandering about uh, beats. And I just do not fuck with it. Um, like, like that's kind of like um, Agora Hills is like that. It's just like a slow sort of like love song. Is like that kind of what what you're saying, like a little bit slowed down. So there is a song. I my note for that song, Agora Hills, is that there is a song on a. Uh, I want to say it might be on Royalty, which is the Gambino mixtape, mm-hmm. um, with Kilo Kish. I think is the girl's name, and like it sounds. I'm going to say it sounds almost identical, and I don't mean in a, like, go listen to that and then listen to this, and they're the same. But, like, I heard that song, and I was like, this this feels like just a different version of that same song. And I do not like that song. And that other, like, I love Royalty so much, I skip that track. Because that track is, to me, it's just like a super slow, meandering, like, nothing burger of a song. Like, and so, like, so much of that last album is, like, they're the last 60% of this album feels like that. Um, like, here's some of my other notes. Um, I mean, there's a song called Go Off. I put, uh, not my style, but sounds like super early 2000s Soldier Boy R&B. Um, so like, Kiss Me Through the Phone. Like, that's mm-hmm. that same kind of style. And I was just like, I, I'm not saying Kiss Me Through the Phone isn't good, but I'm not. It's not on my playlist. I don't... It doesn't pop up, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this jam. Um, so there's that. Another one I put... Oh, uh, 97, which is the next song out of Ouchies, and that's where it starts to go downhill for me. I said, not my type of beat. Still give it an 8 out of 10. Sounds familiar. Don't know why. But then I put, we are now onto two what are those lines. And I'm like, what are we doing? Like, this, Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. She, she does like the, what are those? Like... In two different songs, like, and I'm like, what? Yeah, in Demons. Yeah, yeah, she does it in Demons and she does it in this one. And I'm like, how long ago was that? Like, why are we still using that? Well, I wish you would have kept the one in this one. Because the first one, the what are those, that's like the classic one. Yeah. And then when she, when she says it in this one, it's it's like a reference of a reference. It's like the, these are closed, motherfucker, what are those? It's the reference to, um, what's her name? Oldest Kanye daughter, North. Okay. North. She's like they're like at a at a um. Uh, I think like a fashion show, mm-hmm. and she's like screaming into the mic. She's like hosting it, and the people are coming down on the runway, and she's like, "What are those? These are clothes." And it's funny because then you, oh, okay. they cut to to Kim in the audience, and she's like crying, and she and North is up there just saying bullshit, <laughs> like, <laughs> "Look at those shoes." What are those? <laughs> okay. So I didn't get that reference. So maybe that line would be better had I known that because I've never seen well, the clip you're talking about. I've thought about that too. I'm like, it's the same. It's the same through line. It's just it's still the same sort of like. Yeah. Bake. But, I thought but, the same thing because I was like, why didn't she just cut the one in Demons? Because I like the other one better. Yeah, but even um, still, I'm just like, like I said, when did how old is that? I mean, that shit is old. And I'm like, we're doing. Oh, yeah, two, I mean, two references to the same fucking video. <laughs> I mean, they definitely do that in Black Panther, and that was five years ago. So <laughs> exactly. Um, let's see. All right, Shutcho, which is so it goes, gun go off, which is my two thousand Soldier Boy R and B song. Shutcho, I said, not my style. Not convinced these last three beats aren't exactly the same. That's my note. <laughs> <laughs> um, then, I, but I said that song gave me like uh, Tyler the Creator vibes uh, to a song called like Tree Home ninety five, uh, heavy bass, 
I said it, it kind of has a breezy feel, Tree Home 95, but, like, there's this weird heavy bass on this song that kind of fucks the whole thing for me. Like, you should have left that out or changed the rest of it. Like, they don't, they're they're incongruous to me. Um, Agora Hills, I said, sound like that song. Uh, and then I said Attention gave me Wilshire vibes. Like, the, the one where he's, like, kind of talking. It's the very last song on the album. Oh, yeah. Something about it kind of gives me that, like, like, slow but still, like, not just meandering, you know what I mean? Like, kind of with a purpose. Um, but ultimately, like, man, I really love those first, like, four four or five songs. But then it just, it falls yeah. off very hard for me. Um, yeah, and as much as, much as I, I, I um, I'm kind of the opposite on Demons. Like, I don't really like it. Um, mm-hmm. But, like you said, it's a definitely different from Paint the Town Red and Wet Vagina. So it goes, you know, three different songs, at least, um, you know, they don't all just kind of, Blah, together yeah like, and and maybe i'm wrong maybe other people listen to this album and they don't feel that way i do about the last half but to me the last half feels like all right it feels like all right so it feels like she she did those first four songs right she like did paint the town red came back week later wrote demons came back week later wrote wet vagina you know blah 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 but then i feel like the last half of the album she was just like one studio session like they did the beat she did the first song, and they're like, all right, so what if we speed this up, take this out, put the new thing in? She's like, okay, right. cool, different song. And she does that song, and it like sounds roughly the same. And I'm just like, that whole last half of the album, I was like, damn, this is kind of a letdown, because I really enjoyed the first half. Um, i probably give it like six and a half, seven out of ten. Uh, probably, probably closer to like a six and a half. Um... I don't know that I'm ever going to come back to this album, I guess is what I would say. Like, I, I may put those mm-hmm. three or four songs on a playlist somewhere, but, like, I'm probably not going to listen to this album again. I listened to it probably, like, three times, I would say. Um, and that I'm probably good on that. Um, also, uh, you know, she's just... She continues to be wildly problematic uh, for reasons I don't understand. Why are you the way you are? Uh, Especially, right, it's like, why you can... When you can just... Coast. Bro, at least Kanye was starting to fall off a little bit. Like, I don't <laughs> exactly. know why he you're had, free. Yeah, right. right. Like he hadn't had a one hit, a one hit number one song in almost ten years, right? And she right. just had one with Paint the Tower. Like, why are you doing this? Right? right. It's like, if nothing else, just don't fumble the bag. <laughs> right. Have you have you ever seen that video? It's on on Twitter a lot. Um, it's like a, a guy on the side of a road, and there's like a. Sort of like a like a hole, but it's like a it's kind of like the kind of holes that they bit to they build to put down like plastic piping, right? Okay. And there's a de- there's a sheep that's like trapped in there, and he's like grabbing it by the feet and he's like oh, pulling it he out. Pulls it out, and then it immediately like takes immediately, two steps and then jumps back in. Exactly. That's yeah. how I feel about Doja. I'm like, yeah, like, like enough just, time passes, she climbs out. You're like, oh, good, and then she shows up wearing that shirt, and you're like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm just gonna fuck myself. And then now she's gonna be on hot ones in the next one, like this week, and be like, oh god, she's so charming. All right, yeah. what do we, you know? And then you're gonna be like, she's in Rachel Chat from Show, <laughs> or that horrific, or that fucking Family Guy clip where they're interviewing, they're interrogating Kobe Bryant, and he's like, tell us, Kobe, did you rape that girl? And he like spins a basketball in his finger, and he's like, oh, what did you, what are we talking about? <laughs> I haven't seen that, but that's amazing. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, so Scarlet, 6.5 out of 10. Probably, that's a 6.5 that I'm going to say I could definitely see some people giving it like an 8. If you come to me and you tell me this album's a 9 out of 10, I'm telling you, go fuck yourself. But if you say an 8, <laughs> I'm going to be like, 
Okay. Like, not for me, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I I think this is a fourth album, and I didn't really listen to the first one. I like a couple of songs off of it, um, but I love her second one and her third one, Hot Pink from 2019 and Planet Her from 2021. And so those are like ones that I'm like, okay, this is like why she's big. Like I make like you listen to those. 2019 like, okay, is four years ago. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You said 2019, then you were gonna say another album, and I was like, ah, 2019 must be the more recent one, and the other one you're gonna say <laughs> is from 2017. You're like 2021. I was like, ugh, fuck. That's right. Those, ugh, yeah. And so those you listen to, those and those are like nine out of tens or eight out of tens or nine out of tens for me, especially Hot Pink. It's like one of my favorite albums of all time. But then. You know, you go to this, and like it's like you said, it's like solid. I probably like a little bit more than you, but I definitely don't. Like you said, I don't think I would ever be like this is one of the best albums ever. Um, but you know, I'm glad that she's not just putting up the same album again and again and again. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like some rappers. <coughs> Drake. <laughs> All right, so I forgot to write this down, and I'm so glad you said that. Um, I have not listened to this album, just to be clear, because uh, the the fucking. I don't know if Search and Rescue's on it, but I fucking hate that song, and that's like his lead up to it. So I just assume yeah. it's not going to go good. Um, I need to listen to it. I do. I just that so sort of like for me, like if I'm going to listen to an album, like if I'm really going to give a thought about it, I'm like I have to listen to it from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Twenty three songs. God, twenty three songs. That's like me trying to listen to Donda, bro. I I tried. I could not. <laughs> it's an hour and a half. It's an hour and twenty seven minutes, and I'm like, which I feel like is. Alright, so, I, okay, that seems long, but not 23 songs long, so my math could just be, I could be fucking up somewhere, but that feel I feel like you're going to have some pretty short songs if your 23-song right. album is only an hour and a half, but I could be wrong. Right. Right. No, if you're right, yeah, some songs are going to be, like, two minutes, and I'm like, oh my gosh, right. But for me, like, the perfect album length, and we talked about it here before, or something like, even Travis Scott, right, for um, Utopia is, what, 17, I think, right? 17 or 16 um scarlet was 17 and i was like a little bit pushing it um guts by olivia rodrigo was 12 and i can get through that thing like that and i can i can digest it in my mind i can be like this is this album same thing with utopia which i've been listening to a lot more and i really dig it but then this one i was like 23 songs like fucking like what what are you doing right like why like just give me like trim down even if you trim down like seven songs 16 a 16 song drake album the best of the best i might even be like you know what i'm you guys are wrong this actually album is actually pretty great but yeah it just i just don't i don't get it Hello, Tyler? Wait, Tyler, you're muted. Tyler? Hey, I'm back. I don't know how I'm muted. That's incredible. Um, (laughs) uh, So one thing I would say is that, like, uh, Pusha T, like, Daytona is seven songs. And it's a little short, but it's still solid. Like, there's not a skip because there's only seven songs. Uh, It's Almost Dry is 12. And I think that's... The perfect length. I think 12 to 15 is your money zone. Anything mm-hmm. longer than mm-hmm. that, this shit needs to be amazing. Anything shorter than that, even if it's amazing, I'm like, I still wish you gave me a little more. So that's yeah. kind of where I'm at. Like, I think 12 to 15 is about perfect. 12 to 15. And then if you do like a deluxe, then with two 19. or three extra songs, yeah. I'm like, you know what? It's the deluxe. The yeah, original like, version is there with 15. Give them another right? one. Like, oh, yeah. fucking LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have two more. <laughs> you got two more. 
<laughs> what a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> but, alright, so where I was going with this whole Drake thing, because I haven't listened to a single song on this album. Um, when, alright, so I'm going to take a guess here. Let me, hold on. Let me find the info I need off of this. Um, it, God damn it. Um, I pressed, clicked the wrong thing. Didn't get the info I needed. Okay. All right. So when is the last time that this motherfucker Drake had an album cover that wasn't dog shit? Because I feel like mm. the answer might be mm-hmm. Fuse, which is 2016. <laughs> probably. God. Yeah. Probably Fuse. Even so, the More Life one where I'm like, eh, isn't it? The More Life is the one dad? Was, yeah. And I'm like that. And it's just like, it look, I could be wrong. Isn't it just kind of looking like some Microsoft Paint shit written over the picture of him? Yeah, it's like More Life, like um, oh, yeah, October, yeah. October's Firm or The Firm of October or some shit like that. And then even Scorpion, Scorpion's like his face, but it's like one of those where I'm like, you know what? Like, um, you know, everybody has one that's just like... Yeah, like, that um, one's not terrible. Okay, that one's It's just like fine. a very generic, right? It it's is. just basic, it is generic, right? It doesn't veer into shit. Right. But... But boy, his... La- All right, so like, if I'm going off the top of my head... Uh, this album cover is dog shit. Um, Certified Lover Certified Boy is Lover one of Boy. the worst uh, album covers. One of the ever worst album covers. Absolutely terrible. They posted that picture of him with all the bras behind him, and they're like, "This should have been the cover." I'm like, "Yes!" Like you know, just like, that makes more sense. But yeah. All right. So there's that one. Um, what was the album before this? Uh, before Certified Lover Boy. Oh, yeah, the, honestly, never mind the the sort of dance hall like uh, beat Afro beats one. The, yeah, that, that one was just like, like some the Chrome fucking Microsoft Word art ass fucking. Mm-hmm. Um, like I did that once in fifth grade. Um, uh, then the one with Twenty One Savage. It's like a really kind of dumb album art, in my opinion. Isn't it her loss? The girl. Yeah, her loss. Right? Yep, it's just like. I didn't listen to the album that closely. Maybe there's some sort of meaning behind that picture, but doesn't yeah. seem like it. Uh, you got... If you're reading This Is Too Late, which is, you know, whatever. Uh, that was the first That was the first one. I remember that one. You know, that one's before More Life, where I was like, you know what? I don't know if he's cooking here. <laughs> or What A Time To Be Alive, the fucking amazing future album. And it's just diamonds? Like, Right. God. Yep. Uh, God, what's... uh. Alright, what's the, uh, God, I, never mind, I can't even fucking use that. What's the song that went, abs- see, this is, uh, you, you ready for the most generic, useless hint for a song ever? What's the song that went absolutely fucking bananas by Drake one summer? Uh, see, zero info there. Um, it, the video was just him giving money to people. What oh, it's uh, God's Plan. Alright, what Scorpion. album was yeah. that on? Oh, it's from Scorpion? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, all right, yeah, so, but yeah, I mean, I feel like this man has not had a good artistic decision uh, in a hot minute, I you guess can is honestly how I say that it. his only, I, I could, his only four, he has four pretty good album covers, and I would say only one of them is truly great. Which is Take Care. The, the great one, or the, the, the... I feel like Take Care might be great. I'm not sure, but it might be. I, I, I was going to say nothing was the same. Nothing was the same as the kid, him, and the grown-up him. Okay, that yeah. was the other the one clouds. that I was thinking And it's, like, of. painted. Those are the two that I'm like, Yeah, ah, okay, that's probably, yeah. like, the, yep. that's probably his best album cover. Yeah, um, Views is great just because it's, like, him up there, you know, yep. it's, like, right? Um, Thank Me Later is fine. I just, like, yeah. I like the design, right? Yep. Um, and then Take Care, I think, is great. Like, right, like, it's, like, yeah. him, and it's covered in gold, 
And he's got the uh, the owl there that looks like he's, he's holding got, a chicken wing. And he's, um, and he's got the big sad vibes, which is kind of the point of the yeah. album. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think the reason I don't, I'm not a fan of, I'm not a super big fan of Take Care, but I've come around on it a little bit. But, like, I, I really do not like big sad vibes from Drake because I'm just like, get over it a little. Like, people have the right to be sad, but also, like, I feel like you're milking it a little bit. Um, but at least that was the first album. At least that was the first one. You're like, this is this is what I'm gonna do for this album. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. But like, we don't we don't still need to be. I saw uh, Dragonfly Jones. It's like, bro, you're still you're like how old now? Like late thirties, and you're talking about like hard to find a good girl in the club. And it's like, oh, okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> you have to take vitamins now. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you got your one a days in the cabinet. <laughs> You got the little fucking pill organizer to make sure you're not skipping anything yeah, Monday, on Monday yeah. through Friday. <laughs> oh, man. Huh. Also, like, I haven't listened to the full song 8 a.m. in Charlotte, but, like, the little video, I'm like, you just kind of look like a fucking clown, bro. Like, I don't know what you're doing with your hair with the little fucking, mm. I don't know what you call that, but, like, you just, the rainbow fucking, yeah, I don't know. You just look like a weirdo a little bit, so... <laughs> Good on I that. need to listen to that one because people say that that one was actually good, and I, I just like the whole rollout. Like I just need to, you know, I need to have like I have a long drive tomorrow night, so maybe that's what I'll do. I'll put it mm-hmm. on. I just gotta like be like, all right, Sydney, we're doing this. We're starting it from start to finish. Hour and a half, boom, let's go. Yeah, I, I more power to you. I probably won't be doing that <laughs> tomorrow. Um, I don't know when I'll be doing that. If I'll be doing that, but uh, I also feel like I've heard people saying this album's kind of trash. So you might regret that decision. Here, but Maybe. you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna let like... public. I'm not gonna peer pressure you with public opinion on this one. I'll let yeah. you come to your own, your own decision. Yeah, I think uh, halfway I might be like, all right, Sid. Well, that's enough of that. Let's put on a podcast. <laughs> Let's put on how how the mighty have fallen. When you turn off a Drake album, you're like, let's listen to a podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh wow, they're talking about they're talking about the different type of salts. Oh, <laughs> Alright, well, I guess I want to hear about... Uh, I'm, I'm going to go re-listen to the Chernobyl podcast instead of talking <laughs> this new album. Uh, Alright, so are I'm we... Go, we, we talk about cleanse the palate with... Cleanse the, pla- the palate with uh, Take Care. Oh, that's the good stuff. <laughs> so, man. Uh, so when are we willing... Alright, so here's the thing. Here's what I think is going to happen with Drake. Uh, we might be there right now at this very moment. Uh, but uh, this is what's going to happen, right? He can only go so much longer with putting out these albums that people are like, hmm, this shit kind of sucks. Yeah. We're going to make the decision he's washed, but then we're going to look back and be like, oh, he's been washed for years. Like, it's so like... Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been talking about him being washed. I, I mean, even when Scorpion came out, you know, I was I was there and I was like, ooh, two type, you know, two albums put together, a rap song and an R&B one, you know, and I was listening to that Michael fake Michael Jackson song and I was like, this is pretty good. <laughs> I was listening to... um um. Uh, um, what was one of the good ones? Emotionless. That has a great beat. Mm-hmm. Um, has a great uh, bass drop too. And I was like, you know what? And I was like a little bit like, you know, I was sort of standing around in the club, like eh, anybody else kind of really hearing this? Like this is in, <laughs> this is in views, right? This is, the last album I truly loved was More Life. And so ever since then, I've been like, you know what? Like he puts these albums out, but I don't see people talking about him like they used to, right? Like you can tell people really dig an album because they talk about songs individually. They'll talk about like um. 
this is SOS people, right? People will talk about, you know, Kill Bill and they'll talk about Snooze and they'll be like, oh, this is like Snooze. Although, you know, right, like it sort of captures the zeitgeist. But when you put out Certified Lover Boy and nobody can name a single song off of that, off of it, there was one that I really liked. It was called like Read to Me or uh, what is it? read my mind or erase my mind or something like that okay. that I thought was really good. But yeah, so like you said, you know, it's like one of those where I'm like, I was there five years ago and I love Drake, but five years ago I was like, mm, are you guys listening to this, right? And I went to his concert for that album, like the tour for that album, right? And he plays like, you know, um, uh, what's the song? Wait, so you went to, to uh, uh... Scorpion. Oh, Scorpion. Okay. Yeah, I sorry, thought you were, sorry, sorry. I, I thought you were talking about Certified Lover Boy again. No, no, no. no. I, I was, was going to say, so him. you got to see him with the stupid fucking heart and this shit, bro? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I saw it um, for Scorpion. Right. And he played Crew Love. People lose their mind. Ah, oh, my God. Crew Love. Dude. Uh, right? And then he plays, um, like, I don't know, like, nonstop. And he's like, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's hey, not bad. <laughs> not bad. Okay. Beautiful dress. Beautiful Bring dress. that take care shit back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Beautiful gowns, beautiful gowns. <laughs> have you heard of that? Have you have you seen the Aretha Franklin? Yeah, yeah. Shows that? yeah. What do you think about Taylor Swift? Or beautiful, beautiful gowns, beautiful gowns. Oh man! All right, so yeah, so at some point, right, we're gonna look at, mm-hmm. we're gonna look, we're gonna be like Drake's washed, and then you're gonna look back and you're gonna be like, oh, he's been washed since 2018. <laughs> right. That, that's when Scorpion came out. You know what I mean? Like, you're gonna be like. Ugh. Okay, so it's actually already been five years. Holy shit. <laughs> um, man, like, I'm looking at his singles. Like, that's the thing, too. He's still got... Oh, man. All right, bro. Nah, he's washed. Um, and my... It's kind of like a hateful way to look at this. But, like, I'm looking at his, his like, chart positions on all these songs. And, like, you can see the drop. Like, you can see the, like... Oh, okay, mm-hmm. never mind. Like, these started to fall off. Um, but, but yeah. Um, he's going to be washed. I can't wait for everybody to jump on that train and start shitting on this man. Because also, I mean, I'm big hating right now. Big hater energy for me. Uh, but, like, boy, you know he's not going to handle that well, right? Like, you know when people come out and, like, the tide finally turns against Drake, he's he's publicly going to... He's going to not handle that well. He's going to look like an asshole. He's going to have yeah. to. Like, oh, yeah. Because he's going to start yeah. talking shit and acting like, you know, like he's going to come out with a whole album and be like, oh, y'all was doubting me, but then the album's going to suck because he's washed. And people are going to be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, he's going to have to, well, he said he's taking a break, and so I'm glad, you know, take, like, you know, I'd rather him take two or three years and somebody to come up to him and be like, stop surrounding yourself by these fucking, like, yes men, right? Like, just, I don't know. He needs to, Whatever Jay-Z did after Magna Carta and he gave us 444, like, whatever happened in between those years, like, do Yeah, that. but, like, oof. Here's the thing. Like, all right, so that's that's a dangerous game, though, right? Like, like if you if you step away for a, you know, how if you take a break for a couple years or whatever and you're not involved at all, like, you can either come back reinvented and back good or you can come back more out of touch than ever before, like. <laughs> You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I can true, see him. True. He, he comes and fucking puts out his uh, fucking, I don't know, whatever his fucking. Well, am I he's gonna Yeah, he's going to put out his fucking Yodeling album, and you're going to be like, ah, Jesus Christ. Uh, like, what did I do? 
Um, yeah, or he's gonna hit you with that Chance the Rapper fucking the whichever one had the clear disc on the cover. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, no, that shit was dog shit. Well, my <laughs> exactly. So yeah, there's that. Um, all right, anything else you want to talk about before we wrap it up? Um, just a couple of spooky season recommendations, like always. Okay. As always, Bravo's 100 Scariest Movie Moments is still on YouTube. It's still awesome. I'm watching it when I have some time here and there, putting it on. It's it's like a nice little, it's like a nice warm uh, winter jacket that you just put on. You're like, you know what? This feels right at this time of year. Um, and so the whole, they, they have, so a kind, kind soul chopped them all up into like two or three minute videos on YouTube. So if you look up like you know Bravo scary 100 scary 100 scariest movie moments The Exorcist you can watch like the two or three minute clip of just when they talk about The Exorcist okay. or if you want to watch the whole thing the whole four hour thing is on there so that's awesome. Um, Shutter came out with a version last year and it was just okay mm-hmm. I liked it just fine but that's on there too so if you are listening to this and you have Shutter you can watch that um, so that's one thing and then also uh, Dead Meat the channel on YouTube they are still doing kill counts I've talked about them every year. They're awesome. Um, right now, they're, they're not really doing new movies because of the actors' strike. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, all of the backlog is there. So you have, like, you know, you can watch all of the Screams, the It's, the Halloween. He did the recount of the Halloweens. Not the Halloweens, the uh, Friday the 13th last year. Um, okay. And it's really cool. So if, if you... I don't think he ever did The Exorcist, but, if, like, if you have a movie that's, like, your Exorcist equivalent, like Tyler's is, where you're like, well, I don't know if I want to watch it, it's on there, and you can watch it and get cool really cool facts about it and um you know sort of get a nice summary of the movie and like you like if you actually want you can watch a you know hour and a half two hour movie move uh in like 20 minutes ish so those are still really cool um but yeah and both of those just kind of you know get you in the mood for for spooky season good deal um that'll be the episode uh for this week sorry for the the long wait uh had some extenuating circumstances but if you want to catch me you can catch me at t money bags on instagram and twitter and i'm at evercaster 92 on instagram you can catch the podcast at diff animals pod on instagram and twitter you can email us different animals podcast at gmail.com as usual stay safe stay entertained and this time we truly will catch you (laughs) in two weeks later peace